Welcome to the Trevor Turnbull Show, where you'll hear vulnerable, honest stories that will inspire you to embrace your mess and live your best life. Welcome to the show, everyone. Today's guest is a good friend of mine, as well as a mentor of mine over the last couple of years. His name is Zion Kim. And Zion and I actually met through a program where he was my coach. And it was at a time in my life that I actually had no idea what what was about to go down. But if you know anything about my story, you know that back in 2018, I had kind of hit a wall with my business. I was very successful in selling online courses. We had had like 26,000 people go through our trainings. You know, it was a high six-figure business. And I went to a mastermind in San Diego. I took out a loan of $100,000 before going there saying like, okay, I'm going to invest in some mentorship to help me shift my business and really change the trajectory of what I was doing to create more impact, right? It wasn't just about the money. It was about creating impact on the people that we were serving. So anyways, I joined this program. Zion ended up becoming my coach. About three weeks later, our son was born, Bodhi. And of course, he came four months early. He was just just over a pound when he was born, just barely survived. I had every opportunity to go back to Zion and to Scott, in this case, who was his business partner at the time, and say, guys, I need my money back. I need to get out of the program. And I chose not to do it. And it wasn't just because of my own internal, like, I'm going to push through. It was because of the people I was surrounding myself with. And Zion was an incredibly important piece of that. So number one, he just holds a very special place in my heart. Um, But secondly, though, is that, you know, over the last like three years or so, I've seen Zion evolve as a leader himself too. And like, he was very like inspirational and powerful in the way that he coached when I first met him. But I saw him go through this journey in his own personal life and in his businesses where, you know, he continued to kind of level up with his business acumen and just the companies that he was building and his personal life. There was a few areas that he was struggling in. And there was also uh, some elements of some shame and some guilt that was coming in. And he just published a video, which I'll link up down in the show notes, that really spoke about that story and the journey that he was on from basically the time that I met him to pretty much right now. And this interview is really diving a little bit deeper into that and specifically around that that guilt and that shame that he had about losing a child, so having a miscarriage and just what came up for him in that experience and how he's now taken that and used that to be part of his strength, you know, knowing that he's gone through the messy journey. He will continue to go through a messy journey because we all do, but it's just really inspiring to hear from his words. And I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. And I encourage you to go and check out Zion too. I'll make sure that I link up all the ways to be able to connect with him online, consume his information, because he's just a one of those lights in this world that you don't even know that you need a coach like this until you start working with a coach like this. So high praise for this man. I think you're going to really enjoy this. Let's go give it a listen. Mr. Zion Kim, how are you, my friend? It's so great to reconnect with you here. I am so good, brother. So good to be on with you. Yeah, it's been a while. I was trying to think when we had our last conversation, and it was at least six months ago. It might have even been right around the start of 
the whole lockdown and everything when we all kind of hunkered down in our houses. Hey, was it probably a year ago, I would say? Yeah, yeah, just about. Yeah, and uh, obviously the world has changed, but of course we as people have changed quite a bit. And, you know, leading into this part of the interview, I would have done a bit of an introduction just as far as our background together. But, you know, you and I met in... I guess it was 2018, right? When we met, like February, March, 2018. And at that time, I had no idea what was about to go down in my life, but (laughs) you know the story. Um, We started working together. I didn't, we didn't know each other, obviously, previous to that. I, I knew Scott Oldford. But, you know, right when we first started working together, um, my son was born Bodhi and he was four months early and I just invested and started working with you guys. And to to say it was probably the most tumultuous, is that the right word? <laughs> Moments in my life yeah. would yeah. probably be an understatement, you know. But you've you've played a big part in um, you know, just that journey that I had at that time. And then even just, you know, leading to today, our friendship and and uh, you know, even though we don't talk that often, there you've got a special place in my heart, man. So I wanted to have a great conversation with you and just share your story a little bit here. And there's a a few specific things that I want to share about that. So, you know, as I mentioned to you, I just want to have a vulnerable, honest conversation and I appreciate everything that you do. So thanks again so much for being here, man. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you. Um, No, and and working with you at that time was uh, extraordinarily inspiring for me because you would hop on our call, then you would go straight to the hospital and, um, you know, you would swap right into the father role and you were always so, I mean, you were just nestled right into the unknown, right? Each and every day. And you had no idea it was coming for you both on the business side and the personal side. So, um, yeah, I feel that you, you you just did such an incredible job of really surrendering into your life because you really had no other choice. Yeah. And it, it was so beautiful to, see you in that space because every day that you showed up was just with such an incredible amount of grace uh, for yourself and for the world. And you're just, you know, just welcoming everything um, and just taking it full on. So I just want to share that with you as well. Well, I appreciate that. And anybody listening and watching, let me tell you the reality though, too. I showed up to every call a little bit freaked out, a little bit panicky, (laughs) a little bit questioning everything that I was doing. And I think the one thing uh, as a coach that you gave me was just the space to be able to know that I was exactly where I was supposed to be and that I was on the right path, even if I didn't understand what the next step was. It was just kind of like, trust the process, man. Keep moving forward, you know, like take the steps. And, you know, at that time, um, obviously you guys, uh, you and Scott had, had teamed up and launched that business and over the the part of that, you know, next year, you you guys grew quite a substantial business and were impacting a lot of uh, very high level entrepreneurs, you know? And the reason why I really wanted to talk to you here today, because I know there's probably 50 different topics I could spin off here and and chat with you about, but, you know, you shared a video recently, which I'll, I'll link up in the show notes of this interview as well, but it was really one that just kind of told a really vulnerable, honest story about your own journey to get to where you are here today. And, you know, related specifically to what we were just talking about, you actually mentioned in there this guilt and this shame that you felt in 2019. And I, I remember when you told me that you were expecting with your partner a baby. 
And, uh, and I remember, you know, you were, you had a brave face, but there was, there was definitely something that was, you know, there was, uh, you know, I don't know if it was fear or if, or if it was, or what it was, but what you spoke about in that video, I think, first of all, was very brave to just say out loud. And it's, uh, it really opened up a lot for me too. And, and I'll share a little bit about that, but I wanted to hear from your words just, uh, to let everybody know, like what was going on for you at that time? And what was that feeling that you had around that shame and that guilt ultimately? You want to share that? Yeah. Um, so it was actually on a number of fronts, right? Because, uh, the day, you know, the day I found out that I essentially had to let go of 35 people from the team uh, was the same day that uh, I found out that we're going to have a baby, right? And, you know, and when I think back to my consciousness of my being at the time, it was uh, it was very much in victimhood, right? There, there was this, like, aspect of me saying, you know, there's this first layer of shame of, okay, well, as a business owner, who advises other business owners. And that has essentially been uh, my bread and butter, right? That, that, that's very much what I'm known for, um, is very much why I'm sought after in the industry. And I still am today, right? And of course, I'm way better today than I was then. But it was like, the, the narrative going through my head was, how could I possibly continue to be the person that serves in the uh, advisor capacity when my business fell apart right and and how could anybody now uh receive from me when i essentially lost my confidence uh to be able to show up for others right and you know so so that was the first dynamic at play and then the second dynamic was you know much much like you right where it's like okay so i have a business that's falling apart i literally you know, uh, somewhere in the back of my mind is just, how am I going to make this all work? And, you know, and this is just this, this aspect of um, losing a sense of identity. You know, while I am, you know, trying to be the strong one for uh, my fiance, uh, Bella at the time, you know, and, and putting on that face of, okay, no, this is perfect. This is what it's supposed to be. Yet, in the background, it's like, the only thing that's going through my mind is, really? Like, right now, <laughs> yeah. of all times, right? Yeah. And, you know, and it's just asking the question to the universe of, okay, why now? And, and if now, then okay, then everything is perfect, and it doesn't make it any less difficult or hard. And I just remember... You know, that uh, the second layer of shame uh, really just layering in of, like, I'm not ready for this baby. Like, I do not want this baby. And, and there's a part of me that couldn't even bring myself to really sit in that thought inside of my actual um, consciousness in my mind, right? Because I didn't want to let that be my reality, yet I knew that was what I felt, even if I didn't want to acknowledge it. That was the part that landed for me, man, that more than anything, when I heard you talk about that in the first four minutes of that video, when we first started working together, I actually was also heading down this path of working with uh, Dr. Nima, who you know as well, right? Nima Romani. 
And my wife Maybe. and I both went to, yeah, Nima, uh, we both, I'm having dinner with him tonight, actually. I haven't seen him in, in quite a while. Yeah, yeah. But my wife and I went to a weekend workshop that he puts together called the Overview Experience. And it's really about just, you know, looking deep at the 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 truth around why, you know, we believe the stories that we do and, you know, being able to reframe and see things in a different lights and and really addressing that uh, that shame that we maybe don't even talk about publicly, but and I've never said this out loud before, and I wanted to to say it on here, but dude, I felt exactly the same as you um, prior to Bodhi being born. My wife Sharmila and I had lost two kids before um, at preterm birth, both pretty far along, like nineteen weeks and and twenty twenty two weeks, I guess, almost the same time as when Bodhi was born. And I remember at that time that it was just, you know, it was devastating and it was very uh, heartbreaking, but I had a massive amount of relief when it happened. And that was a really hard thing to admit. And it didn't come out until that weekend at Nima's workshop. And in fact, my wife led with that discussion too, because she essentially expressed a very similar thing just in her own way, you know, but um yeah, that, that's where it just landed. And I, and I realized like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that feels this way, you know? So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that because you, you've you created the space now for me to say that out loud publicly too, you know? And uh, and to know that you're not alone either. And hopefully there's yeah, some, some comfort you. in that as well, you know? Yeah, and I think it's so important that, um, you know, at the end of the day, we we get to still remain in our humanity, right? We're we're still people. We we uh, my, our friend Allison uh, Allison Bird, if you remember her, um, you know she was so she was in uh, with me on my birthday in Cabo over the weekend, and she said this one thing, which is you know like we get to just be in the dirtiness of our humanity, and that just really landed for me, right? Because it's just wow. Like, well, can we just allow ourselves to remind ourselves that we are vulnerable? Like we, you know, at our core, like we have emotion, we have feelings, we are human, right? And and especially as entrepreneurs, I think there's just this identity of being a superhero. Like we're we're unfazed by all these things that happen and you know, and and it's the romanticism of the rise from the ashes. Right, but no one talks about like just how shitty, <laughs> right? Like just how absolutely, yeah, gut wrenching and heartbreaking the actual messiness truly is. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually it, it, there's no, never a, a, an accident with any of this stuff. It's like things come into my world always on purpose, you know. But I I saw a podcast, listened to a podcast yesterday with Aubrey Marcus, and I can't remember the guy's name that he had on there, but they were talking about uh, self judgment, right? And how it's you know even for the most on surface successful people you've ever seen that have done the work, even too that there's still that element of like judging yourself even when you know, like consciously, you know that like, no, that like you shouldn't judge yourself. Like you're doing the best that you can, but just the idea that you judge yourself for that, it's like this never ending fractal loop of like craziness that you just never get away from until, and this guy expressed it like this. He said, it's, it's two words. He said, every time you have that moment, you just say, so what? 
And then he stopped, right? And you just kind of let it land for a second. You're like, yeah, so what, right? So, so I'm human. So I made a mistake. So I screwed up. So whatever the case might be, right? And I thought that was pretty powerful. Um, and it was actually the first time I'd ever heard that. And uh, it's really about forgiveness, isn't it? Well, it's it's forgiveness. And you know, when it comes to the emotions and the feeling, it's just allowing yourself to be in the acceptance of that's what's coming up for you in that moment, right? That's what you're feeling. That's just where you're at, right? And there's nothing wrong with it. It's a moment that we layer in the judgment and we layer in the level of shame and we say, uh, we're, I'm not supposed to be, or I shouldn't be saying this, or I shouldn't be thinking this, then, you know, um, then it really robs you from just being present from it. And then, you know, even worse, it ends up getting stuck inside of you because it has uh, no outlet for actual expression. You know, and I think that, you know, the more and more that, you know, folks like ourselves get to be in the conversation of, well, hey, this is what's real. Like, this is what's present. And there's nothing wrong with it because it just happens to be our reality. And, you know, and what most people will start to realize is, you know, when I shared something like that, it opened up a pathway for you. Right. And, and most people re- will realize just how close we actually are if we start to air, you know, what we consider the dirty laundry, but when we start to really surface that and share it, it's like, wow, like I'm actually not alone in this, right? I, I, I'm not, you know, uh, humans think that we're all these special, unique snowflakes and that we're the only ones that have experienced X, Y, Z thing. But when you start to realize that we're so connected in our uh, experiences, especially the ones that bring us the deepest levels of shame, right? And, and that's the amazing thing about shame is uh, it only has power over us when we don't want to share it. And the moment that it's seen and it's out there, then the shame starts to get released and, and it becomes this amazingly cathartic experience for people. You know, about five years before I met you, I went through a program that I was enrolled in by Lewis Howes, actually, in as like 2015, I guess, and without giving away the entire experience, because I believe everybody should go through something like that on their own. But one of the biggest takeaways that I had was just the strength that there was in vulnerability as well as, especially as somebody like me, like I'm, I'm six, three, 220 pounds. I grew up playing hockey. I was in a hundred fist fights before I was the age of 20 kind of thing. Like I was just taught to be tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you had conflict, you resolved it with yeah, be a man, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the whole idea of vulnerability being strength was completely foreign to me, you know? And it yeah. wasn't until I met guys like Scott and yourself that I started to really embrace that, right? Like, intellectually, five years ago, I got it. And I was like, okay, I can see, you know, like I danced around in my tutu with a whole bunch of other big dudes and stuff. And we experienced that whole concept. And, all that, but I didn't really put it to practice. And it was that, um, it was that fear, really. It was that fear of actually taking the leap and and telling the truth. And man, you know, like that, that's what I mentioned to you as to why I've decided to do this podcast too, is to like, just be able to speak the truth about this stuff. And, and ultimately, you know, a big driver for me is I've got two boys that are three and four now, and they look at exactly what I do, not necessarily what I say. 
as the example of what it means to be a man, you know, and what it means to be happy ultimately. And that's the most important thing in my life right now is just being able to do that and have conversations like this, to be honest. And um, cause I know that, you know, I've known your uh, power and what you bring to the table as a coach from personal experience. And I think over the last four or five years, I've seen you really step into that too and now put a few of these things out publicly, right? Because you've never, you didn't really focus a whole bunch on like your personal brand and wanting to like really put yourself out there, did you? You, you kind of stayed back with that. And what was the thing that changed for you to, to want to actually make that leap? It's to start this conversation, right? It's knowing that, you know, like I just turned 30, right? But most people never guess that because like I have lived many, many, many lifetimes. And, you know, my belief is that in life, there's no issues as much as it's just uh, the opportunities to learn different lessons. And I've learned a lot of lessons. And, you know, if I can share those lessons and uh, really save people from the ter- some of the turmoil, right? So that they can receive it with a lot more ease, with a lot more grace in their life, with more joy if they can circumvent it. Uh, because, you know, I, uh, because I already did, then it creates the capacity for humanity to really evolve and move forward in a whole different way, right? And I, and I believe that because this is my ethos for life, right? Of, hey, if we just all had a, a better starting point, if we just were all able to, um, you know, leap through these things faster, then we would be able to accelerate the growth of, you know, consciousness on the planet even faster. And in that narrative, there's an opportunity for me just to get into integrity with that part of myself, right? Because if I'm not showing up, if I'm not really going first, and I'm not really sharing, then, you know, can I really be happy as the, the type of leader that I'm showing up as? Right. So, yes. And and there's an aspect of knowing that this isn't it for me. Right. That there is more. Right. That, hey, I've done a great job being behind the scenes. But uh, as you know, I'm I'm not really a behind the scenes kind of guy. Right. (laughs) No, No, exactly. Yeah. There's a message to share there. I'm actually just looking at uh, your Facebook uh, page right now. And um there's a guy that's being coached by you right now who said, just got not off another amazing call with my mentor, Zion, who said, success doesn't take time, it takes courage. And that's kind of speaking to that, right? It's like, and I can relate to this totally, right? Because I came into your world looking for the magic pill. I was looking for that thing that was like, dude, just tell me the right type of launch sequence and the funnel to build and which content and what types and all that. And I'll go do it. Like, I'm good at what I do. Just give me the formula, you know? And it had nothing to do with any of that stuff, (laughs) you know? I had to get out of my own damn way in order to allow those skills to actually really shine, right? Because I had spent my decade, my 10,000 hours to get really good at what I did, but I wasn't able to break through until I was able to sit in the unknown and be comfortable, right? It's uh, And that's a tough place for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, isn't it? Yeah, and you did, right? And that, was, and, that was, and that was the most beautiful part, right? Is like you already had all the answers, right? And, yeah. that's, just, that's, just, and that's just a reminder 
for the people that are listening, right? Is you, you know, what if you already had the answers? What if we could just tap into your mastery? What if we could just, uh, you know, really cultivate your resourcefulness, right? And, and that's really the work that we did together was a reminder of who you already were. You, you didn't need me to walk you through your launch sequence. It's like, hey, look, like what yeah. you have here is actually dope. Like it's yeah. totally going to work. And <laughs> like, so you think I should just like do this webinar then? It's like, yeah, I, I, I think you totally should. <laughs> and then, yep. Right. And then you started nailing it and then you you're at this floor, right, at this ceiling for such a long time. And then you just cracked the ceiling and that became your new floor. And then you're just like, well, how do you now go back to that? Yeah. Right. Like when you when oh man, dude, I remember when you hit your hit your first hundred thousand dollar month. It's like, well, how did yeah. that feel? It's like, wow, well, a lot easier than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. And uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I actually have a Zion Kim quote on the wall because I remember, dude, you. Um, I think it was at one of the uh, live masterminds that you and Scott did with Project Nuclear. Where, and this isn't the exact things you said, but essentially it was like in sales, you're either getting bought into the limited beliefs and the smallness of somebody, or you're enrolling them into the greatest version of themselves and possibility. Essentially, that was kind of the context of it, right? Yeah, and the bigness of who they can become. Right. Yeah. And, I was actually trying to go back and find that video, and then I just ended up writing something out. I created like a little wall plaque, basically, that said that. I, I don't think I've ever told you that before, but if I could say no, there I was... I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. If there was one thing that that really shifted things for me when it came to sales, it was it was, it was was that. It was about the enrollment conversation and... And then even just looking back and realizing how many times I did buy into people's stories of what happened in the past and why it didn't work and and all the baggage and the stories they were bringing with them and the beliefs that were just holding them back, right? And, and that's what you're alluding to here is that I had to go through that in order to become a better mentor and a coach myself, just like you had to go through what you've gone through the last couple of years to come out the other end to be who you are right now. and knowing that it's not over. <laughs> it's not over, is it? There's more to come. Um, and we don't even know I what it looks like. I actually do have that quote, by the way. Do you? If you want me to read it. Yeah. Yeah, please do. So you either sold someone on the vision of what they do and the bigness of who they can become, or they sold you on their limitations, their fears, their excuses, and their smallness. And this is the part that I always add, which is the coaching conversation begins on the sales call. And if you can't get the client past it, then you don't deserve to coach them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. It's powerful though. It's and it's so true. Like the more I've learned as I've, you know, started businesses, evolved businesses, sold businesses, that sales conversation is just step one. But what happens there sets the tone for everything else. Three months later, six. When that thing happens in nine months, that's guaranteed to happen. But if you try and sell, if you try and explain that at the start of a sales process, a lot of times you you kill opportunities because you start putting into the space all of the potential negative pitfalls that can happen. Even though I know it's coming, um, just having that connection at the start and understanding that, like, hey, this is a journey, and trust the process. Know that I'm here beside you as you're going down it. I can't do it for you though. 
because it's your journey. You know, you you got to dive into the unknown and figure this stuff out. And uh, and then the other quote, I just, I wrote this one down too, because I heard you say it in your video, but you said, there's no such thing as business problems. There's only personal problems that show up as business problems, right? And I know it was unquoted. I don't know exactly who said that, but um, it's so true, isn't it? It's, it's uh, kind of the grounding piece of everything that you do right now and what I am modeling after as well. Yeah, beautiful. I want to do a, a, a little bit of a lightning round with you here to wrap up this call. Um, I call it, it the power. Yeah, I call it the power of one. Don't feel like you have to just give one word answers. It's it's really more rooted around this, which is a book that I read. The one thing that's uh, been pretty instrumental, just in being focused and and having clarity on that one thing. So that's the theme here. All right. So first question is, what is one or who is one person or mentor that has been the most influential in your life all time? So you can go back as far as childhood if you'd like. I want to say it's actually probably Charlie Patel. He, um, I don't know how much detail you want, but he literally sat me down for years and wrote, literally read every single email I ever sent out, um, drilled project management into me when it's certainly not my not in my DNA. And well, the one thing he said to me was, Hey Zion, you know, your network today is going to be your network 10 years from now. And what do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room? And that got me so hard because I knew at the time they were not very nice things Mm. and it completely changed the trajectory of everything for me. Yep. Integrity, right? It's the idea of like, uh, be the man that you, um, that you would be if nobody was looking, you know, um, it's, it's so true. <laughs> it's just change. I've got a sticker on my computer here to remind myself, be accountable to your greatest self. It's literally that reminder of like, who cares who, what you're trying to prove to somebody else. It's like, you got to do it for you. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I shaved my head. Yeah. Do you want to share what that, what that experience was all about? Yeah. Um, I gave myself a challenge for 90 days to basically put a piece of content up uh, for every day. And my consequence was to shave all my facial hair and to shave off all my head. No kidding. Yeah, and I'd actually delegated the task at some point. So I was like, you know, technically I had a post (laughs) that went up every single day. And then, you know, it just came into my space um, because my intention for this new year is for me to be all in. Mm. And it came back into my awareness and I just knew that this was something that I was out of alignment, out of integrity with. And I said, you know, I get to get myself back into integrity here. So as soon as I got back to Austin, I shaved everything. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So so I can, because, yeah, because it's a thing that no one would have ever known but me. Yeah. But I knew. That's exactly what we were just talking about, right? So. Exactly. Cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm sure it'll come. I don't think you've actually said that publicly. And by the time this goes live, you probably would have already done that. But still, it's still interesting to hear the story behind that. Cool. So the second question, uh, who is one person or mentor that you would feel is the most influential in your life right now? Yeah, let's say it's probably my coaches, uh, Marlon and Julian. So I was actually their business coach and they have radical radically and fundamentally shifted the way that I relate to myself in the world in ways that I've never thought were even possible. And I just remember, and I'll share this with the audience that 
you know, she told me before we started our coaching together, it's like, Zion, like, you deserve to experience the deepest levels of joy in your lifetime because it's your birthright as a human just because you were born. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is possible for you inside of your, you know, inside of your lifetime. And I want to make that possible for you. And man, you know, and I didn't know, right. The, the, I didn't know what was actually available to me and it just completely radically just, you know, I, I, I could cry thinking about it, just how much it's just shifted my, my paradigm and my reality of how I live. Awesome. It's really great to hear that too, from a person in a position of leadership that um, they don't see always just the people, you know, quote unquote, above them as being influential as, as mentors, right? It's, it's that, you know, Father's Day just passed and there was a lot of conversation around, like, you don't have to be a, a dad to be a father figure in somebody's life and to create impact. And it's the same thing with leadership, isn't it? Absolutely. Excellent. What is one philanthropic cause that means the most to you and why? So I don't actually subscribe to a lot of philanthropy because I believe that it's um, my work in itself has a lot of impact in the world, period. However, if I was going to choose anything, um, right now it'd probably be between like hunger causes because i just know what it's like to not be able to eat um and uh soil regeneration uh for the sustainability of our future future foods um because we're we're uh, farming very unsustainably right now and we're not taking um you know we're not doing a great job of composting and reintroducing the nutrients back to the soil and i think that's one of the biggest things so that and uh, one kind of ties them together, right? So it's one of the biggest things for food sustainability for the planet right now. And I think it's extraordinarily important. Yeah, that's an interesting question that I asked because I was asked that question by uh, Danielle Grant, um, who's your mindset mentor. She she asked me the question. And I remember in the moment feeling, again, that shame and guilt because I was like, nothing. <laughs> like, I... I don't, I I feel like what I'm doing is actually what I'm doing to give back, you know, and how I'm showing up. And she actually said to me, you know, um, even $5 can go a long ways financially to the right types of causes. And it just got me thinking, right. And, but there's so many ways to define The right types of causes to the right types of organizations to people, you know, so, so many organizations out there are not right. So yeah. Yeah. And for me, what came up was I, I had been saying since our, uh, since Bodhi was born that I wanted to give back to the children's hospitals. And it was just something that I kept putting off and saying like, ah, yeah, no, eventually, ah, when I got more money and stuff. And, you know, the next day I went and just set up a, a recurring payments as, as something to take a step in that direction. So there you go. Yeah, it was just, so that's why I like asking that question. And I find a lot of entrepreneurs actually have a very similar answer to that because they know that like what, how they show up and the impact they can create on other people is what they're doing to be philanthropic because it just has a ripple effect, right? So it's always interesting to hear the answers. What is the one thing you are most grateful for right now? Honestly, you know, just because it, just because I did um, have a lot of reflection makes I just, Turn 30. It's my new year. Yep. 
I'd say the thing that I'm most grateful for is who I've become. I'm proud that I just made it here as I most certainly didn't think that I would. And in that, I'm just very proud of the man that I've become. And, you know, I'm just so grateful that I have all my needs taken care of. And it's not even a concern anymore. And, you know, and I know you and I both know what that's like to worry about the bills and worry about how can I afford this and buy this and can I actually live here and do this and um, just not having that thought, right? It's, it's an incredible, incredible place to be. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, what is one thing you are most curious about right now and exploring to learn more about? thing that I'm most curious about is the unknown. <laughs> and the magic that continues to unfold for me each and every moment and each and every day. And just being in full collaboration and surrender to the universe of just the absolute awe and delight that's available for me. And every single time that I lean into that, I just see, you know, just how much I get to live in just the delight, just the sheer delight of the expansiveness that's available and, and just the joy. Last question, my friend. What is the one thing that scares you right now that you know you need to face with bravery? Uh, <laughs> can I say two things? I have two things that yeah, are really big. Top. Please. Okay, so they're, they're quick. So one thing is I really desire partnership in my life. Mm. And the pursuit of a partner scares the crap out of me. I'm just not being accepted and, and that whole thing. And, you know, and, and I've actually shared this with her because I actually have someone that I've been in the pursuit of. And so that's one. And the second thing is just, I feel like I'm less scared of it, honestly, but it's really just stepping into um, putting my message out into the world. Well, I appreciate that. And I just want to acknowledge you, man, for, um, coming here to have this chat with me because this is a part of what we both just said, right? It's just having these conversations that start to put it out into the space. And those last three questions, be grateful, be curious, and be brave is is a theme that I'm going with with this show because I realize that it brings up things for people, you know, um, grounds them in gratefulness first, gets them thinking about, you know, what is the thing that I don't know enough about yet that I need to dive a little deeper? And then, you know, my hope is, is that I create a safe enough space for people to tell the truth and say, here's what scares the shit out of me too. And what I know I need to go in and just in the same context of you sharing the video that you did and knowing, knowing that the, the, the ripple effect of that is it just opens the space for other people to do the same, like it did for me, you know, like, so I just appreciate that. I appreciate you, man. Um, I'm excited to to continue down this journey and to see how our relationship evolves and, and the impact that sure. we can both create. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, how can people find out more about you? How can people connect with you? How can people consume this daily content that you're going to commit to? <laughs> or is that part of the plan here now? Or was it more ah, I didn't do it before? Or what is the commitment going forward here? Yeah, honestly, the easiest way to find out what I'm up to is just find me on Facebook, Zion Kim. Um, that's where, um, a lot of what I shared today is very much how I show up there. 
and just kind of share the rawness and the realness of what's transpiring in my world, uh, the lessons that I'm learning, how it's impacting me, and, uh, and just how I'm processing it and how I'm navigating through that life. So, in, in my life, rather. So, yeah, I'd say just find me on Facebook. It's going to be the easiest way for sure. Okay, perfect. I will be sure to link that up. Um, thanks again, brother. I really appreciate this. And we'll, let's do it again. I appreciate we'll, you. We'll yeah, do a recap here in a few months and see what's changed. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Trevor Turnbull Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. Now, until next time, remember today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave. 